Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers from Conan O'Brien and America's Got Talent, and you are listening to The One Man Podcast. Yeah! It's Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 113. Is it unlucky number if it has 100 in front of it? Episode 113 for Wednesday, July 10th, 2019. How's it going, onesies? How are you? Oh, better late than never. Today, I am recording late. You know what? I came home late last night. I was going to do it last night, but I was really tired, and I'm like, you know what? I'll just end up doing it from my back and a little handheld. And, you know, I don't know if punctuality is necessarily uh, more important than quality. So today I am hoping to have a nice high energy podcast for you guys. It is going on one o'clock. I got to get some shit this morning. Um, I was going to do first thing this morning, you know, wake up early, like six o'clock and hopefully have it out to my uh, biggest fan base, the East Coast of Canada, because they're a couple hours behind. I figure, you know what, maybe if they get up at five, six, if I'm done a couple hours beforehand, they're going to get it right on their way to work. Well, you know what guys, nobody's getting on their way to work today because uh, by the time this thing is done and edited and whatnot, it's going to be the afternoon. So I apologize. It's still available for you Wednesday, but not at the crack of dawn. So I'm still delivering day of, it's just going to be late in the day. And I do apologize for that. I really do hoping to have some nice energy, some ha 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 ha's for you today. And, um, why don't we get right into it? Um, a few things we'll be talking about this episode. I saw, you know, I went to go see Spider-Man Far From Home. I'll give you a little bit about that. Um, what else did I do? I don't think I watched anything particularly interesting, you know? Yeah. Tune in to find out what I thought. The old fat guy review. Um, what else did I do? I hung out with, uh, some friends. I was, uh, at the preliminary evening of the absolute comedy, prove your comic competition. Uh, what else? Uh, been grilling, been grilling. Oh my God. I have still been a good bitch. Not as good a bitch as I'd like to have been, but I've still been a good bitch about, um, eating well and whatnot, uh, exercising for she's I've been like, if I, if I don't make it to the gym, then I go for at least a, a half hour to an hour long walk, uh, if not more, uh, every day. So the numbers are still coming off the scale. Uh, almost bought a camera today. I almost dropped like a grand all said and done by the time you get, you know, you, you can't just buy a camera. You got to buy a memory card and you got to buy a bag for it and lens protectors and shit like that. So, uh, you know, by the time I was all said and done, I would have been like a grand in, but that's a big win for me. Cause usually when I'm thinking about getting something, I end up getting it. I did not do that today. Another win for me financially. So physically I'm doing well, financially I'm doing okay. Uh, I worked a shitload of activations this weekend, which I won't really tell you about, uh, but there's one that pissed me off and I'm going to bitch about that. You bet you'll fucking ask me to bitch about that. But Josh, you bitch about everything. <sighs> so far I'm on a positivity. Uh, I need a P word. Damn it. I don't have one. I'm going to open this, uh, this can of sparkling water. That's right. Just regular water. Not good enough. No, it's got to be sparkling and it's got to be pre-canned. All right. None of that plastic bottle shit. I like it. I like it out of a can. It's got a better taste. Mm, 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 mm. <sighs> Back on the good mic this week, guys. That means you can hear every little bit of click clacking in my mouth. Also still running uh, the Invisaligners, you know, or the, the aligners, I should say. They're not Invisaligns, they're, they're aligners. Um, so yeah, rocking that shit out. So where do I start first? One of the most interesting things that I can tell you about this last week. Well, like I said, been going to the gym, going for walks. I'm very fortunate that I live directly across the street from, uh, Ottawa's experimental farm. Now that does sound like they're crossbreeding human beings with cows and sheep. Um, I know there are people out there fucking sheep probably. I don't know if it's part of these sanctioned experiments that they're supposed to be doing. Um, no, it's just like they, uh, they, there's just fields, a big chunk of Ottawa. Like if you think central park <laughs> in New York only, you know, and it's almost like that where a lot of people will go there and walk their dogs and stuff like that. Like it's a big chunk of land, 
um, in the middle of the city that's just sort of reserved for, you know, experimentation for like crops and growing shit and whatnot. But there's paths and roadways. Um, it's right next to the Arboretum, uh, which borders right on Dow's Lake and you can walk along the canal. Like it's just a, a great place that, you know, in the summertime, if I'm looking to get some exercise in, but I'm, you know, I haven't washed my gym clothes and I don't feel like driving for 20 minutes to the gym just to have to wait for the machines I'm looking to use. If I want to get some exercise in, boom, pants on, out the door, walk across the street, and I'm at a wonderful place that's nice and quiet. Um, you know, it's, it's a very relaxing and beautiful walk gets you out the door. You know, I don't know where you're listening from. Um, but it helps if you're trying to exercise and other stuff. So I, I've been doing that. Had a good day with my buddy, Peter, uh, a few days back, you know, uh, is it worth telling you guys? Yeah. He's, uh, he was, uh, he's a listener. Pete's been going to the gym with me too. So we try to get, you know, and again, same thing. If we don't get exercise done, uh, at the gym, then we go for, uh, for a nice, you know, hefty walk or whatever. So it's very cool. Pete has been, uh, I gotta say my tag team partner in, uh, in just making sure we get our exercise in, um, still doing it regardless of whether or not he's available. So I just wanted to give him a shout out for that. We've been trying to, you know, help motivate each other, uh, to stay, you know, active and, and eat better. Although we, we did, uh, have a couple of days where we hit up the old queue and, uh, you know, had burgs and stuff. I'm still fucking around with like different barbecue sauces and stuff like that. So I am enjoying grilling, but I'm doing up, um, I've been doing up a lot of asparagus on the grill. It's easy to cook a little tinfoil bed for it. You know, a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper. And I've even got this like garlic pepper, now, you know, not garlic powder, garlic powder is very easy. This garlic pepper. It's got a nice little sort of lemony garlic bite to it. So little, little pinch of that on top of the asparagus and kaboom, you got, you got veggies that are worth eating. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I've been doing those up barbecue burgers. Um, yeah, not a lot of stories from the grill, but I did buy, uh, like an apple butter sauce and some other shit. So I'm just, uh, I'm excited to start grilling some other shit. I got to get some, some chicken and whatnot, but we had the freezer, I don't know if I told you guys this, but we had our freezer die on us like Canada day or the day before. So we had like two days, right? All this fucking meat and stuff that I was buying in the freezer, just thawed when should I bought a box of ice cream sandwiches. And in all fairness, it was probably a good divine intervention that I didn't have a, you know, a bunch of ice cream sandwiches at my disposal when it's so fucking hot out. Cause that's just a quick way to put them fucking calories right back on, you know? So, uh, yeah, they melted. And, uh, and then I took him back to Costco, melted, <laughs> uh, and then blamed it on the weather outside in the car and having to make stops first. Oh, you can have a couple little, you can have a couple little fucking scams here and there. Um, you know, that's why, that's why I shop at Costco because they're great. They've got a great, uh, policy. And, uh, as I say that I get a pain in my left arm, it's probably a heart attack. That's karma for you. Um, which is interesting. Cause if I do have a heart attack, you guys will never hear this. Huh? Huh? Interesting. Um, what was I going to say? Um, more interesting shit. <laughs> like the first stuff was interesting. Um, so anyways, look, look in terms of the good bit shit, getting the exercise done, eating better. So like I'll wake up in the morning and I'll have like a little bit of yogurt, granola. That's it. You know? And then a few days afternoon, come home, barbecue. I got two bergs in the fridge downstairs defrosting. Hmm. Looking forward to having them later. And I wonder what kind of barbecue sauce I'm going to put on those bad boys. But that's, that's why I want to get chicken. That's why I was going with the chicken thing is. You know, I was chatting with Pete and he was like, yeah, you know, some barbecue sauces I would never put on, uh, I would never put on, uh, you know, a certain type of meat or whatever. Like they're clearly exclusive and that's fine, but I like fucking around and seeing what I like. I told you guys, Crystal made a bomb ass barbecue sauce. So I want to get that sort of recipe off of her and try that. We had that on chicken and it was really, really good. So, um, I don't know. Summertime is great. I think what I love so much about grilling too, is that there's not a lot of dishes. You know what I mean? I, I use like the freezer Ziploc bags. I'll fucking divvy up the burgers and bring them out, put them in the fridge, let them, let them thaw. I, I got some leftover, uh, leftover like styrofoam plates from an activation I did a long time ago. So I'll basically like, you know, baste and all that shit on one of those plates. And then I just chuck that out afterwards, you know, cause I'm environmentally friendly, but, uh, yeah, it's just saving, it's saving like prep shit. You know what I mean? So you're not cleaning like frying pans and baking sheets and all that shit. You just give the uh, barbecue a little brush and, uh, Bob's your uncle, you know, you're washing a couple plates just from what you're eating at the end. So I don't know. I dig that. I fucking hate doing it. I fucking hate doing dishes. There's, you know, if, if I could be in the kind of relationship where like I cook and the other person does the dishes, a lot of, a lot of couples definitely love that dynamic. Some people hate cooking. I don't mind cooking. 
I, the only part I hate about cooking is knowing I have to do the dishes afterwards. So if I could find someone's like, oh, I hate cooking. I don't mind doing dishes at all, but I hate cooking. Uh, let's get married. <laughs> I just mean that. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you guys have that shit? Do, do you guys have any tasks that like one person does and then the other person does the other? Like, do you guys have like a, you know, one person puts it in the wash, switches over to the dryer, pulls it out and puts it in the hamper. And then one person folds it and puts it away. Or do you guys have like it folds it? One person folds it. One person puts it like, what do you, what do you guys have any of those dynamics? Send me an email guys, contact the one man podcast.com. I do want to know about that. I do find those like chores where it's like one half sucks and the other half doesn't, you know, I, I don't think that, uh, someone's sending me a text message. I don't know who it is. What is this? My iPad's not backed up. Backups happen when this iPad is connected to power, locked, and on Wi-Fi. Okay, well, good for you then. Fuck, I don't give a shit. Let's take you off of Wi-Fi so you can't interrupt me anymore while I'm fucking doing my podcast, man. Anyways, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? All right, so I was ranting about something, and I lost my fucking track. I was talking about barbecuing, and I, oh, yeah, the uh, the duo tasks, right? Like I find the laundry is a bit of a pain in the ass sometimes only because you got to stay up. You know, a lot of times I'll get my laundry done. I also have three roommates and they all pick. Okay. I'm going to tell you guys this about Jason. He's a fucking asshole when it comes to laundry. So, uh, his nibs, little fucking Muffy princess there. Um, Jason will put his laundry in the wash. Okay. So he'll put a load in the washer. And when it's done, he'll put it into the dryer and start it. And then he'll put another load into the wash and start it. And then he fucks off for like two days. So basically he makes the laundry as full as possible with his things. Not just like, Hey, I threw it in the wash, but I forgot to move it over. I put it in the dryer and I forgot to take it out. You know? So when you go down there, his shit's in the washer, his shit's in the dryer and you have to take his shit out of the dryer, move his other stuff over into the dryer, start it for him, you know, and then you can start your own shit. Well, here's the thing about Jay too, is, uh, I used to live in apartment buildings, um, you know, cause I'm not, uh, not rich. If I was rich, I wouldn't be doing a podcast, right? I'd be sitting around jerk. I don't know. I don't know what rich people do to be honest with you. I don't know. Maniacally trying to plan their next million, you know, who can they fuck over for it? That's a little off track. Anyways, Jason, the, the little diva princess, um, not, you can't just take his laundry out and put it in his hamper. Okay. Like, I don't know if you've ever lived in an apartment building where there's like, you know, a hundred units and three washers and three dryers. Um, if you're not there, when your stuff comes out of the dryer, someone will take it out and put it on top of the machine, loose, whatever they take it out of the machine, put it on top. There's your shit. And they will start using their stuff. They don't wait for you to come back and take your fucking time. You pass out and have a nap. Yeah. You're, sh you come down your shits on the machine and that's just the way it is. That's what happens when you're a prick and you're not watching it. Okay. And the first time it happens, you're like, oh, someone touched my, my thing. It's like, yeah, well, there's, there's fucking people waiting for this shit. Anyways. Mm -hmm. Is this complaining? I don't give a shit. All right. I'm telling a story. If you don't like it, tune out. I love you. I love you for listening this far, but for Christ's sakes, you know, just tune out. So what I'm getting at is when Jason leaves his stuff in the dryer, I would just take it out and put it in his hamper. Well, Jason gets mad. Jason goes, oh, what are you doing? Taking my stuff out of the fucking wall. You got to take it out. And you got to, you got to fold it nicely. If you're going to take it out, fold it up, put it on top of the, 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 the freezer. It's like, what the fuck is that shit? I go, why would anyone do that? Jay? Why would I do your laundry and your folding and shit for you? Well, just fucking do it. It doesn't, it doesn't take you two, it takes two seconds. I go, Jay, you clearly start the process so that someone else will come along and finish it. You, he's like, I'm telling you, he screams and yells and loses his mind. I'm like, it's in a fucking lump in the dryer. If I take it out of the dryer and drop it in your hamper, it's in the same pile. It's just not in the dryer anymore. No, no, no. The, the dryer lightly fluffs. Anyways, my point being is that it's a pain in the ass. Jason specifically, because he, he deliberately starts his laundry when he knows he's not going to be around. He doesn't start it in the middle of the night and you know, I'll get up in the morning and, and, and change it. No, he does it right before he leaves and then fucks off. And then everyone else, like, and he'll do it on like a Saturday morning. So it's like, okay, it's the weekend. Everyone's home and everyone might need to do their own fucking laundry. So I don't know. He's a piece of shit like that. But, um, yeah, so I, I find laundry frustrating for that reason, but on, on top of it, it's frustrating because, you know, a, you never know if you're going to have the, the available for the machine. Kamara and Simon are actually pretty good with it, but, but Jay is a giant pain in the ass. Um, but I, I think it's the time, right? Like, so if it's like late at night and you're like, fuck, I need a uniform for the morning or I need some, something for whatever you throw it in, you got to wait like that hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. 
So I don't know. I don't, I don't mind. I'm just thinking for the people who go, well, if you're washing and putting in the dryer and then the other person has to fold, it takes a lot more time. However, if you factor in the waiting process between wash and dry and completion, you know, if the person has that job, they're kind of stuck to it. Unless you're Jason, then you throw it in, get your roommates to fold your clothes for you and then yell at them when they're not doing your laundry for you properly. That's always hilarious to me. Um, but yeah. Do you guys have any dynamic couple things like that? Washing, washing, uh, cooking and washing dishes, you know, washing and folding laundry, any of that stuff, you know, maybe yard work. How funny would that be too? It's like, I rake the leaves into a pile, but you got to put them all in bags. I don't know. I, I find, I find those team projects good. You know, I, I kind of like that shit. I, I'm just curious as to what other sort of team things do you guys have, you know, does one person wash the toilet, the other person washes the tub, or does one person do kitchen, one person do bathroom? I think you get the idea of my question. So having said that, McEwen is fun. Got to find some more meats and some more things to do up. Squeep, squab, squeep, 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 squab, squeep. What else did I do that's of interest? Um, had Nick Perron and his lovely girlfriend, Jessica, were over the other night. I don't remember what night, but we played... Brought the TV out in the back porch. We got a nice wall mount for the television. So we put the TV on the back porch. We played some uh, PlayStation. We played a game called, you know, the, you don't know, Jack, Jackbox or whatever. Some of you may be familiar with it. Some of you not. I've talked about it before. Um, just a fun trivia, like, you know, party games that you play with your cell phones instead of using like PlayStation controllers. It is played through the PlayStation, but you connect via the Wi-Fi and the uh, Jackbox servers, but you're playing on your phone. So it's like entering trivia information, uh, pardon me, um, yeah, it's fun little trivia games, but it's also like fuck around with your friends kind of games. And, you know, it's very interactive, very fun. Um, yeah, we had a really good time playing that. Uh, what else can I tell you? I sort of like, I don't do notes for the podcast anymore. I thought that that was sort of something very rigid, made me live my week, you know, in the day-to-day format or whatever. So um, thought I'd uh, thought I'd mention that to you guys. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I did, man. Um, I was too busy doing retail shit on, uh, on the weekend. And as I said, it, it wasn't bad. I spent, uh, spent some time with, uh, crystal the last few days as well. We had some fun. I'm trying to think we did. Oh, we fucking, we had a great time. We went out to, uh, to the TV place. What the hell is it called? Lansdowne went to Lansdowne and, uh, it was just kind of cool. Cause we wanted to go out. Like we, we hang out, but we wanted to go out for like a, a walk or whatever. So we walked down the bank street area. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's kind of cool. We went to, um, <laughs> to, uh, Joey Lansdowne and it was like crazy full. So we, uh, gave like, I was like, okay, well, can we get on the waiting list? How long the woman like there would not tell us, you know, she's like, do you want patio or inside? We're like, yeah, it's nice. We'd like to be on the patio. She's like, okay, well the patio does take longer. I'm like, okay, well, can you give us a ballpark of how long it's going to take? Whatever. She's like, I, I don't really, I go, can you guess like an hour, three hours, 10 minutes? Oh, well for, you know, patio's popular. So it usually takes like longer. So I go, how, how much, how long, please? She's like, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes longer. I'm like, okay, 15, 20 minutes longer than what? What's the total time? Uh, like, I don't know, like 40 minutes to an hour. We're like, okay, great. No problem. Like, and so they're like, okay, well, we'll take you. I go, do you call us or do we have to check stand around here? And they're like, no, no, we'll send you a text message. And I was like, okay. Text is like, we'll send you a text message. You have five minutes to come and claim your thing, or whatever. Like, okay, no problem. So, um, there's a spot like just down the way, like a place called craft that has like all these beers or whatever. So I was like, you want to go get a beer while we wait? Crystal's like, sure. So we went there. We also saw room on their patio. We're like, well, we'll have a beer on the patio. We'll go back to joy for dinner. We give them our information, same system, like a text message. You got to reply yes and, and be back within five minutes for the, the patio. But in the meantime, you guys want to go to the bar? I'm like, great. So they told us it was going to be about like 15 minutes for the, the patio. Crystal and I go inside, order a beer from the the bar. And uh, I gave we gave Crystal's number for the craft place and my number for the Joey place, just so that we weren't, we weren't getting confused with which messages we were getting. And uh, I think we ordered our beers. And then, um, you know, they told us like 15 minutes. So we're like five minutes later, Chris was like, oh, I got to, I got to turn my phone on so I can get the text message. As soon as she turns, like, as soon as she pulls her phone out, she sees that we've already been messaged. And it was like, you know, like we had like no time left, you know, we had already missed. I think it was like 10 minutes in and, uh, they had already messaged us like five minutes prior or whatever. So we were like, oh shit. So I ran over and it's like, look, sorry, we missed it. Whatever. 
<laughs> one of the girls in the front copped us a little bit of attitude because I was like, I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, it's okay. We should have a group of five right behind you that are here. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. So seat them and we'll take whatever's next. Like, sorry about that. You know, as we're still expecting to wait like 40 minutes to an hour for the other place. So right as she, uh, right as she comes back, like five minutes later, I get a text message from Joey saying they're ready for us. So like 20 minutes and we got a patio spot. So we pay for our beer, say, thank you, sorry. And then take off weird systems. Like I don't, I don't have an issue with it. Things went faster than we had anticipated, which is great, but it just sucked. Cause we'd like basically sat down, ordered a beer and the table was ready for us. So now it's like, we have five minutes. So we basically chugged our beers and head over. Everything was fine from, from that point on. Like we had a good evening and, and stuff. A meal was good, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I found it interesting that there's like a new system of like sending you text messages. Like that's great. Cause now you can, you don't have to stand around, but it is a little, they're still working on the whole, well, how long? Because you tell me 40 minutes to an hour and 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, you're sending us a text message saying it's time to come back. It's like, great, but you know, whatever, whatever. It's not the complaining pants podcast. It was a really good evening. I just found that a little odd. So instead of being able to like enjoy our beers and stuff, it was kind of like order a beer, chug it and then rush back. So whatever. I will tell you what, I will tell you something that bugs me though, about, uh, about my, my, my activations this weekend. So I did a lot of, uh, liquor sampling, which is great. Um, and then I took an event on Sunday, Sunday, I was supposed to be doing a pet event at a pet smart, also at TD place. And, uh, this is like one of the only things that I really don't like. I'm not going to name the company that I was working for, but I do work with them a lot. Uh, there's about four or five different companies that I work for now, but, um, they had put in their write up that we were getting paid for five hours. And normally when you work an event, if you have to pay for parking, they reimburse you for that. Um, now that's on me. I, I submitted my invoice afterwards and I get a big, you know, declined your, your, you know, your invoice has been rejected. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And then I see like a note saying the parking and I go, oh, my bad. And then I also see a note saying that it's only for four hours. So a little bit frustrated. We get these things on an app and we get to read the write-up of the event. And it said, you know, uh, three and a half hours for the event and uh, 1.5 hours for the training, like the PDFs and everything like that. It doesn't list that just says 1.5 hours for training total of five hours. Um, so I see that I'm getting an hour knocked off and I, I sent a message saying, Hey, what's the story with this message? You know, it says it was five hours. I took a screenshot of the write-up and I sent it to her. Uh, she messages me back saying it's only half an hour for the PDF that you read and one hour for a webinar, which you did not attend. So I sent her an email back saying, Hey, uh, there's nothing in any of the communications that you sent me saying, you know, that there was a webinar. There's also nothing in, um, there's also nothing in the write-up that says anything about a webinar. So I didn't not attend. I was completely unaware that there was some webinar. So it's funny. I didn't, I asked her, could you please clarify like how I was supposed to know this? Because you know, going forward, I don't want to take events and then find out later that, you know, I can't get paid for them, you know, or I'm getting less money or whatever it is. I wouldn't have said yes to it. I want to know what I'm saying yes to. Um, and it's funny too, cause it was a pet event. So it's like, we're doing like a product for starters that the store that they had picked didn't even carry the product that we were doing. You know, I don't know. I think I'm overall unhappy. Like it's not fun doing the pet ones especially at this particular location I was at because it's so quiet and dead on a Sunday and they have like cats right next to where they set you up. So people are coming in and they're getting in your way and they're just like, Oh, look at the little kitty. I'm telling you, listen, listen to me right now. Listening to people talk to cats. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Here's the, uh, I'm not trying to be negative. Fuck, but this is funny to me. Like I, I don't know. I come, they come in the door and it's like, hi, you want to talk about kibble? Like I don't, have any interest in that. So I'm already degrading myself. You know, hey, you want to talk about, well, this one's shaped like a circle. This one's shaped like an X. And the razor bed is getting in between your teeth, right? The X one's on this particular breed. They're a soft mouth breed. So this kid will get in between their teeth and it scrubs it down. I sound like a fucking idiot. But these people will come in and talk to cats. I'm telling you this right now. People goo-goo talk dogs too, all right? But like, and babies, right? Cute little animals, I get it. But here's the thing. Here is the fucking thing. This is how you know that people who like cats are fucking psychopaths. Psychopaths are lonely to a degree that's completely incomprehensible, um, but to anyone other than cat people, you know, and I get that it brings them happiness, but it's like, oh, I want an animal, but I don't really want to do any exercise like walking it or throwing a ball or anything. Can I just, can I just have it come up to me and rub up against me once in a while? And then I'll anthropomorphize it and give it a real personality that doesn't really have 
Even one of the women who worked there was like, oh, we got two cats available for adoption right now. One of them's a cuddle buddy. The other one's a goofball. <laughs> like, and then they would constantly go over and open the cages and like the, the employees and just play with them all by themselves. Hi. Hi. Oh, now what's that all about? The cats. And I'm telling you this. You do that with a baby, you goo goo gaga at a baby, the baby can smile at you, it can laugh, it can do things. It'll respond to what you're saying and doing. Same thing with the dog. You see a dog go, hey buddy, what's up buddy? They start wagging their tail, open their mouth, panting, big smile. Like they react and they give you, uh, there's a bit of a give and take from babies and dogs. I have watched these fucking lunatics look at a cat that's laying there. You know, doing that slow cat blink, like it's not even looking at you. They come over, hey, how are ya? Oh, who's a whatever, blah, blah, blah. Doobity, doobity. I, I feel like it's, it's like the cat is flat out ignoring them. We'll even turn away from them or roll over. Oh, who's being a googity boo? Squibbity, boobity. Like it's so, cats are the fucking worst. Okay. Cats are a codependency animal. I'll take care of you as long as you show me a little bit of love from time to time. It's okay. And I'll, I'll write the rest of our love in my head because <laughs> that's the only place it actually exists. Cats are garbage. If you have a cat, make a commitment, get a dog. You know, that's all I'm saying. Otherwise, ugh, cats. Are, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're alone in this world. Cat people. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what fucking it's. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm really not. I just don't see their value cats. I look at cats and I feel bad for the people that have them because I'm just like, Oh, like you need love, but you clearly don't want to exercise or, or do anything that requires it. Like I also feel people for, you know, bad for dogs, people who get dogs and then just don't take care of them either. I think there's, I think there's a weird, you know, thing where cat people, like they know that they're a piece of shit and they're not going to do anything for it. So they're just like, yeah, you can shit in my house and knock shit off my counters and stuff. Like, I just treat me like garbage, but just do me a favor every now and again. Can you come over and, and just like rub yourself against me for a second? You know, it's just like a little bit of love and it's better than being alone. You know, I just feel sad to, to see people with cats because cats are, you know, and that's the thing too. That's how you know the cat's a garbage animal because when someone's trying to compliment their cat, they're like, it's, it's like a dog. Well, well, then get a fucking dog. Anyways. So I don't know. I, I already, I already hated being there. I hated just every five minutes seeing someone walking the door Hi, kitty, and giving it a personality doesn't have, oh, oh, hi. I noticed you see that one's Lancelot and that one's fancy. They're actual names. Uh, Lance or Lancelot underneath this is he's a bit of a goofball. And then the fancy's up top. She's the cuddle buddy. I came in this morning and she was hanging out of her box. Like, what are you doing hanging out of your box? What are you doing that way? What are you doing that for? Silly little Billy. Anyways, come in. He's the sweet little monkey. He's the sweetest little thing. Everybody wants to adopt him. But of course, you know, the cat, you start with one, you can't get him. I'm like, and I'm standing there <laughs> all in between this and you can't, there's nothing around that I could kill somebody with because everything's plush or rubber. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't just throw it in that, that their head and knock that one. It's... <laughs> It was terrible. So to find out after the fact that I'm getting paid, you know, one less hour and absorbing the cost of this parking ticket sucked. And it was sneaky because here's the thing too. After, after I had messaged and taken a screenshot of the description in the app, showed them, um, I was talking with Crystal last night because this happened, you know, during the day yesterday, I was talking with Crystal and telling her about it all. And I went to pull up on the app to show her like, look, they don't even put in the script. And I, I see that they had changed the description. After the event, after the invoicing on Tuesday. So that's, that's sneaky as fuck. I've lost a lot of trust. I still have a screenshot proving that they didn't have it written in there. But after I said, Hey, I sent an email saying, Hey, do you mind letting me know like where I was supposed to do this? I told you guys that's something that really irked me, man. Like that level of fucking sneakiness. Like once you break the trust, it's gone, man. It's fucking gone. You can't just do that kind of shit and, uh, and expect I don't know. I, I, I have lost a lot of confidence in the entire company just because now I know that they can write something up. I can do it. I can bill for it. Cause that's the whole thing, right? You know, I want to, how am I going to pay? Okay. I'm getting paid five hours for this event. 22 bucks an hour. Fucking great. All right. And I only have to actually be on my feet and in the store for three and a half groovy. Let's do it. And then you get, you get your interest. No, actually you're going to, that $15 you paid for parking, you're going to pay that out of your own pocket and you're getting paid one less hour because there was some webinar we told you nothing about. So 
I'm not happy with that. Now they're, and she, and I haven't got a response from my email, which I sent almost 24 hours ago saying, Hey, like, do you mind explaining to me where I was supposed to know to do this webinar? Because, you know, going forward, I'm not going to say it. anyways, you get it. I vented to you. Thank you for being my online journal. Um, I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit. Um, but I will, I will move beyond it. What else did I do? Okay. Did I see anything? Did I watch any shows? Um, just trying to think if I've watched anything or read anything. I've been, um, <laughs> I've been listening to, uh, I finished the happiness equation for a second time. Great fucking great book. I got to tell you guys, I'm dead fucking serious. I've listened to other like self-help books. I've listened to other things that just sort of in, you know, I've read a lot of psychology stuff. You guys know, I love my DK books and there's a ton of psychology, mindfulness, whatever. I'm loving learning about the human brain. You know what I get about it? It's fucking crazy. Our brains are fucking crazy. Not just vast and expansive, but crazy. They, um, man, like in the shit that you're like, so, um, the happiness equation has been the only book that a, I, I listened to like every day until it was finished. Oh, I did get that badass book. I'm going to return that. Uh, I was chatting with Crystal yesterday and she said that, um, there's a book, there was a book that we both bought called you are a badass. She read it and she was like, ah, it's very surface level, very surface level. And that's the thing too, right? Some, some books, you know, with a nice write up, they have funny, funny title. Um, you know, you're like, you read the, the, the synopsis and you're like, oh, I think that I can benefit from that. And then you find that it's just like really broad strokes on shit. And you're like, oh, I didn't really get anything from it that I didn't know. Cause again, if you start studying psychology and personality traits and stuff like that, you start to learn a lot of information. Some things are very broad strokes, very, uh, you know, I don't know, two minute, YouTube video, as opposed to hour long documentary. Does that make sense? You know, clickbait shit. That's really not telling you much of anything, but you know, it, it had your attention based on its title, that kind of shit. So you are a badass. Um, and crystal who reads a lot of intelligent shit. I am, I'm in uh, the impression. I trust her opinion. So she read it and she said, very surface level, not much to it. So I'm looking at it on my shelf. It's fucking going back. I'll tell you that much. Buy your books at Costco. It's outstanding. Costco also has a ton of DK shit available on a regular basis. So, um, yeah, available at a discounted price. Get, get, get. Um, so, um, what was I going to say? So yeah, I bought some more books. Um, happiness equation. Amazing. When it was over, I wanted to listen to it again. I have since listened to it a second time. Fuck. Is it ever a good book? Um, get like, I'm telling you right now, it doesn't even matter who you are. That book has so much good stuff in it. It's not like trying to cheer you up or in that regard. It's, it's really like, I think it's called the happiness equation. Um, want nothing plus do anything, do anything equals have everything or whatever, some shit like that. Anyways, uh, whatever it's, uh, you know, I can just fucking Google it here. The happiness equation. Yeah. Great, great book by an author called Neil Pasricha. Um, but I want to see, just give me the fucking book. Show me the picture of the goddamn book there. The happiness equation, want nothing plus do anything equals have everything. So I think I got that right. Um, great book guys, get it audiobook or get it just, just at, at chapters or whatever. Um, indigo, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm telling you guys right now, it is absolutely outstanding. There's stories in it. There's, there's a lot of, uh, mathematical equations, a lot of psychological exercises, but it's just a great fucking book that makes you feel better about the position you're in. Uh, remember the lottery, read the book. You'll know exactly what I mean by that. Remember the lottery. You've already won guys. Every one of you listening to this podcast right now, you have already won the lottery. All right. I, I have been quoting this book lately and getting, uh, getting excited, man. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. And I haven't felt to good, you know, real good in a long time. I'm not quite happy yet. I'm still implying shit, whatever. Fuck you. I'm telling you, I bought, I listened to the book again. I'm very happy. I've also bought a couple other books recently. There's a book called unfuck yourself. Well, I bought the sequel. I still haven't read unfuck yourself. I have it. I'm staring at it right now on my shelf. But I another one saying, uh, stop doing that shit, which is the sequel, I guess. I guess the guy, uh, didn't tell you everything in the first one. So there's a sequel. I'll read the first one and, and see if I want to read the next one. I just picked them up at Costco. Cause man, it, when the books come out of Costco, you can save a fuckload of money picking them up. So that's what I do. I've got a bunch of great books. Again, I picked up that you are a badass one cause it sounded good, but there's also like already a sequel. Is that what you call them when they're books, sequels? There's already a sequel to You Are a Badass or something like Badass at Work or some shit. Um, 
but yeah, I, uh, I am 100% on board with not reading that and returning it. Um, I also bought one called stop eating your emotions. I may or may not read that. Um, there's also the eat to live one, which is very controversial, but I'm going to, I'm going to read that regardless. My buddy Dave swears by it. Um, he's gay, but he was gay before the book. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like, he read the book. Now he's gay. Uh, turns out your diet is directly with, how funny would that be? Some guy like a flat, a new flat earth theory thing. Some guy comes out and he's like, well, it turns out homosexuality is based exactly on what you eat. Uh, you know, you are what you eat and this guy, he ate too much fruit, you know, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in these books. I bought Howard Stern's book. Howard Stern comes again is what it's called. Um, big ass book. And I'm looking forward to reading that. Um, yeah. Okay. What else? Uh, I got a conference call coming up in fucking 30 minutes. Jesus Christ. Dear. Um, what else can I tell you? Um, I hope you guys can hear me. Okay. I'm, I'm very loud in my ears, but I'm watching the levels and not particularly loud. So off on it, do your magic. Um, what else can I tell you? I saw Spider-Man far from home. Uh, I enjoyed it. It is the final movie in, uh, the, the MCU phase three, the Marvel cinematic universe. So if you saw you know, infinity Warren and game and captain Marvel and all that stuff, this, this movie sort of, uh, closes off phase three of the Marvel cinematic universe. Um, very fun. It features the, uh, you know, features Mysterio in this, uh, in this movie. Uh, you can see that right in the trailers. That's not spoilers. As usual, I will, I will not spoil, or at least do my very best not to, but, um, fun movie. They explain, uh, a little bit of the aftermath of, uh, end game. So that's sort of, uh, sort of interesting. Um, but it's just cute. It's another good Spider-Man romp. I think they tried to add a little bit too much, you know, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse was so popular with all the different Spider-Man characters. They try to add a few different suits and stuff just to sort of, you know, pay, I guess, just trying to, to play around with that thing. So I don't, I don't know what to, t- I don't know what to tell you. It's uh, it's fun. I don't find that it really, uh, you know, carries the, 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 the phase to a close. Like it's, it's hard to, to be like just a Spider-Man movie after end game where you have everybody in it. You know what I mean? Except, except vision. Uh, <laughs> sorry, spoiler. Um, so I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it was interesting. You know, I liked it. I had fun. Uh, they have some interesting post-credit scenes that sort of like really go, what the fuck? But, um, yeah. So then there's absolutely nothing, nothing, uh, scheduled, uh, scheduled in terms of like a release date for us to know for the Marvel cinematic universe afterwards, which is interesting because I was telling Crystal and Brody on the way home that, uh, Marvel phase two, which the last two movies in phase two of the Marvel cinematic universe were, um, Avengers age of Ultron and then Ant-Man. So Ant-Man was the movie that came that brought to the end phase two. So, uh, you know, but by the time before age of Ultron had even hit theaters, there was a YouTube video of Kevin Feige, the, the head of Marvel's, whatever the fuck his title is, but he's basically the one who orchestrates all these movies. Um, he's not the director, just orchestrating in terms of like, you know, laying the groundwork for the storylines and stuff. So they all interconnect. Um, Kevin Feige had, um, done a release of all of, you know, phase three. So before age of Ultron had even hit theaters, everyone knew that there was going to be a Dr. Strange movie, a black Panther movie, a Captain Marvel movie, uh, you know, guardians of the galaxy Two, captain America, civil war, you know, um, Thor Ragnarok. And we even knew that the next Avengers movie after age of Ultron was going to be called infinity war, you know? So like they had released a lot of stuff. They had a few other ones in humans and a couple other things that, that, uh, got moved around. So I think they moved the inhumans to TV. And then of course there were some things that were added like Spider-Man and homecoming. And, um, I think there was another one that was added Ant-Man and the wasp. Right. So all those movies, you know, um, ended up getting, getting entered into, to phase three, but we knew all that shit was coming. So when phase, you know, phase two ended, you're like, okay, what's next? This sounds exciting. Well, not the case with phase three. Phase three has just come to an end with the Spider-Man uh, Far From Home movie. And uh, we we know, this is just sort of my nerdy talk. And you know what? I give a fuck. I'm a geek when it comes to this shit. Um, we know that uh, that the movies that have been greenlit, um, not by a Green Lantern, that's DC, but the movies have been, uh, you know, are, are in production and being written and all that shit. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 
um, Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Doctor Strange 2. I'm, I'm certain that there's already the contract for, for, uh, what's his face? Tom Holland has gone to a third movie. So there is a third movie that he's contracted to do. Um, but as far as everything like that, and then there's like one called like chum chi or something. Oh fuck. I just sound, I just sound racist saying I'm not, I just don't know the name of the fucking guy. And instead of saying, I don't know his name. Um, I just made one up <laughs> like a fucking asshole. So let's go Marvel MCU phase four and see what the guy's name is. Yeah. They've got all these, these click baits that aren't, aren't true. Um, do biscuit, so Marvel movies, Black Panther two, Black yeah, Black Widow. Her movie's gonna come out. Um, some of you might be going, "What?" Uh, yeah, there's there's stuff. There's a possible first. Blah, 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 blah. Just show me the fucking guy's name. Oh my god, with the advertisements. Read more. Yes, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, to to do, you're listening to me read and scroll, and I just want that guy's name. Could you please? Which films will be in Marvel's Phase 4? As mentioned, Black Widow solo movie. Uh, Kevin Feige confirmed Doctor Strange 2 for some point in the future. Black Panther 2 is bringing director Ryan Coogler back. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, roller coaster ride that was James Gunn's firing and rehiring. So Jimmy Jimmy Gunn's back. Shang-Chi is his name. So I wasn't like all over the map. I was close. Um, when it comes to new properties, the super-powered beings called the Eternals are on the way. So the Eternals is the one I was trying to think of. But... Uh, yeah, so it says still we can make some educated guesses as to what else might be heading our way. Marvel lo- Marvel loves a sequel, so we would expect Captain Marvel 2 and maybe another Ant-Man and the Wasp film to be strong contenders for Phase 4. Um, yeah, I guess. But I didn't think Ant-Man and the Wasp was like super great. Like I don't know if they need another one. Probably noticed that we didn't mention Iron Man, Captain America, or Thor sequels as potential Phase 4 films. Speculation as to when the MCU biggest stars, especially Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, will, bl- will bow out has been popular past. Oh, okay. So they're saying speculation of when they'll bow out. Uh, when was this article written? Uh, March 7th, 2019. So this was clearly before Endgame came out. So they didn't know. They they didn't know what was going to happen to those guys. Well, we know now, don't we? Um, okay, well, that's enough for me reading off of my phone. I need to find out where this fucking email call-in is. I love how they sent me an email. I got to do a, a conference call at 2 o'clock, and it's currently one thirty-six. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, send me an email going, like, how the fuck do I get a hold of you? You know, this is, this is the email I get. Um, please log on through your computer or app. If you choose to call in, you may incur us long distance charges that will not be reimbursed. And then you can invoice us for the call in today. It's like, that's great. How the fuck do I get a hold of you? You know, how do I find you there? Uh, sugar, sugar lady there. I don't want to call her anything rude. I don't really mean it. Staffing. Is this, Oh, if you call in, you might please log in. To the call via your computer, please be on time. So log in five minutes early. You will receive a training manual via email on Tuesday, July 9th in the evening. Did not. Please review. Here is a login in uh, info again. Join. Join Hangouts Meets. Please accept the Google invitation and reply. All right. Well, it looks like I have my answer. Um, okay. Well, you know what? I think I've told you enough about my week. Look, still being a good bitch. Oh, I didn't tell you about the Absolute Comedy's summer competition. Oh, I better get it out of the way quick. Okay. Uh, every Monday. Um, in, okay. So, so throughout the month of July, there's competitions going on in Toronto and in Ottawa. In Ottawa, the preliminary evening happens on Monday. In Toronto, it happens on Tuesday and then follows the two subsequent evenings in the both cities respectively. So here's how the Prove Your Comic competition works. It's happening right now. It is well underway. Um, well underway. It's fucking th- two days in. Two days in. It's the third night tonight. So um, in Ottawa... And in Toronto, the first night, there's nine comedians. These are up and coming comics. Some of them might even only be doing it for like the very first time in this competition, which is crazy. But on the preliminary evening, there's a panel of judges and those nine get, get cut down to five. Okay. Then those five return the following two evenings and they perform again. And this time the audience votes for them. All right. So everyone who walks in the door gets a scorecard. The audience ranks each comic one through five. And, uh, and then they add the votes person who scores the best out of the two evenings moves on to the finals that happen in August. So every week in July, 
a, a champion is crowned going from nine slowly down to one. And then they move on to the finals at the end. So at the end of the four weeks, there's four finalists based on audience votes. And there is one wild card. Okay. So somebody who maybe just, just didn't, didn't make top spot or really impressed Jason and some of the other people and just go, you know what? I want to see them again for a full week. So in the finals, first week of August, every one of those comics competes for eight shows. So they compete for the entire week, every single show, two shows, Friday, two shows, Saturday. So on amateur nights, on, on the high paying show nights, every night of the week. And for a brand new comic to get on a club stage, eight, eight shows in a row, like, you know, six nights or whatever it is, eight shows in a row. That's unheard of. And you actually get stronger doing that, right? Because like stand up, when you're, when you're new, you might get on one or two times a week. And a lot of those shows, if you're getting on that often are shitty little open mic shows that aren't really doing that much for you. It's experience standing and talking, but to really get that room full of people feedback to know that the joke's really hitting hard or whatever, it's not great. All right. It's like the difference between going to the gym and going for a walk. You know, yeah, it's, you're doing better, but you're getting strong if you're hitting, hitting that gym and you're working the right muscles and everything like that. So for them to do all those nights straight is absolutely fantastic. Um, and then of course the person who every single night, the audience votes every single night. So eight nights of voting, the person who has the highest, you know, best average, uh, goes on to, uh, win 500 bucks and will perform at all three absolute comedies. We'll get paid work at all three absolute comedy clubs, Ottawa, Toronto, and Kingston. So it's a really good graduation for a new comic to, to beat out 36 other competitors effectively, or 35 other competitors and to win the audience's favor and go, yeah, that person's funny. They can, they can go work. You know, we're not talking about them going to headline, but when you're a brand new comic, the difference between doing open mics and, and doing free spots on an amateur night to going, yes, we're going to pay you. You're going to get paid. We're going to put you up. You're going to, you're going to, you know, get an opportunity to go to another city and perform standup comedy. Fucking incredible. Absolutely incredible. Good for them. Prove your comic competition going on. You can actually track the progress on absolutecomedy.ca's website. Um, those competitions are going on in Toronto and in Ottawa at this particular moment. So, um, it was cool. I got to go in and, uh, and help judge. I give some feedback, um, watch the show. And I got to tell you this, I've, I helped co-create this, uh, I, well, I co-created this competition with Jason six years ago or seven years ago. And, um, I, I have never seen a Monday night this strong. It, nobody had an awful set. Sometimes you have someone you're like, oh, that person didn't do great. Everyone did well. Almost everyone absolutely destroyed you know what I mean? So there were some people that like, if you didn't destroy on Monday, you did incredible. You know what I mean? Like you, you had a great set and that's, that's the only difference you could, you could spot some people from there. There was like basically the difference between someone having an incredible set and someone absolutely destroying. It was unbelievable. Strongest Monday showing I've ever seen. I actually had no idea which five we're going to move on. Everyone did so well. So that was pretty spectacular. It's pretty spectacular. Hats off to all of them. I don't even know how last night went, uh, who of the five, you know, uh, won the favored vote or whatever. So, um, hats off to all those guys. All right, guys, I gotta, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm, I'm starting to build up the urgency here because I got a conference call. I got to get to in 17 minutes. And it seems like I'm gonna have to fuck around on the internet for a little bit first. So having said that, having a, a fun week, I stayed out of chat with the people. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to bring some more people on the podcast soon just to get talking about, you know, some of the conversations that I had post show on Monday, but it's been a good week getting my nose into comedy, my nose into nutrition, my nose into fucking the gym. You know, I went and got an oil change at a hunt club or sorry, bar, beg your pardon, Barhaven Honda, where I bought my car. Those guys are fucking fantastic. They take good care of me. Um, just absolutely amazing. Uh, that is not a paid advertisement. I just, I just appreciate when people fucking take care of me and those guys always take care of me. Barhaven Honda, the hunt club Honda guys are really good too. I got to say the place where I bought my, my last two cars, uh, fucking shitheads. I won't say their name, but if you're in Ottawa and you need a Honda Hunt Club or Bar Haven, and right now Bar Haven is where baby's butter's bread is buttered. Or whatever. Sorry, it's hard, hard to think. That's where I, that's where my bread is buttered. The old Bar Haven Honda, you know what I'm saying? So, without further ado, we're gonna move right on to the sponsor port of the program, and you guys know who my sponsor is, right? My partners at Portable Press. What the fuck? Oh man, that was pathetic. Why aren't you, why aren't you louder? Are you turned down too much? Try again. There we go. 
And it's my partner's portablepress.com, Uncle John's Bathroom Meter. The best of the best of Uncle John's Bathroom Meters, the uh, edition that I'm reading from today. And I picked, I don't know why, it was just funny. I opened the book, I saw it, and I read the first two things. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to read this one. It's called Gosh, Batman. The 1960s Batman TV series is well known for its campiness, but we've always liked the lessons on civics and citizenship Bruce, uh, Batman slash Bruce Wayne, uh, spoiler alert, gave to his ward Robin slash Dick Grayson. Here's some of Batman's choicest, choicest advice. That's what it says. Robin, you can't get away from Batman that easy. Batman, easily. Robin, easily. Batman, good. Grammar is essential, Robin. Uh, next one, Batman. Better put five cents in the meter. Robin, no policeman's going to give the Batmobile a ticket. Batman, this money goes to building better roads. We all must do our part. <laughs> Another one. Dick or Rob. Oh it's, oh, it's Dick and Bruce when it's a Dick. Okay, so it's just so you know the dynamic. Dick. Gosh, economics is sure a dull subject. Bruce. Oh, you must be jesting, Dick. Economics dull? The glamour, the romance of commerce. It's the very lifeblood of our society. That was boring. Uh, Dick. What's the use of learning French anyway? Bruce, language is the key to world peace. If we all spoke each other's tongues, perhaps the scourge of war would be ended forever. Dick, gosh, Bruce, yes, I'll get these darn verbs if they kill me. <laughs> well, I guess I should have read more than just the first two. I like the first two. They seem silly. Another one, Batman. When you get a little older, you'll see how easy it is to become lured by the female of the species. Robin, I guess you can never trust a woman. <laughs> Batman. You've made a hasty generalization, Robin. It's a bad habit to get into. Robin. Gosh, Batman, those look like honest eyes. Batman. Never trust the old chestnut. Crooks have beady little eyes. It's false. I don't know. I don't know. You're losing me on this one. Gosh, Batman article. Two, two to go. Bruce. Most Americans don't realize what we owe to the ancient Incas. Very few appreciate they gave us the white potato and many varieties of Indian corn. Dick. Now, whenever I eat mashed potatoes, I, for one, will think of the Incas. <laughs> Finally, Robin, we'd better hurry, Batman. Batman, not too fast, Robin. In good bat climbing, as in good driving, one must never sacrifice safety for speed. Robin, right again, Batman. Running feet. It takes a combined harvester nine seconds to harvest enough wheat to make 70 loaves of bread. Booyah. Okay, well, that was my partners at PortablePress.com, Uncle John's Bathroom Raiders. Portablepress.com and you too can get books filled with that. That's the best of the best. I don't know. I don't know. They should ask me. I could have given them something better. It wasn't a horrible article, but yeah, they did have some silly fucking bullshit on that Batman show. I don't know. I guess the comic book uh, thing made me feel like that was a little more relevant. Uh, clearly not. Guys, my other partners, I just talked about them before going into the sponsor section, absolutecomedy.com. Uh, .ca actually, I think they own the .com as well, but .ca for certainly, uh, absolutecomedy.ca has their prove your comic competition going on the entire month of July. Of course, great headlines, everything like that. You want to know what great shows coming to absolute comedy, check out absolutecomedy.ca. Absolute comedy is the best live stand up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on just for laughs, Netflix, comedy central, CBC's, the debaters, Jimmy Kimmel live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back. And uh, coming back, did I forget anybody? Did I forget anybody? Oh, what does that mean? You know what happens when I start ranting that way? I didn't forget them. My partner's at DK and these motherfuckers, and it's not their fault. <laughs> Uh, they're back. I am back to reviewing my DK books. I've had a little bit of time to sit down and enjoy. And this week is a very cool book. Um, there's, uh, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's niche, but uh, I got a good group of friends who listen to the podcast who are definitely into this kind of shit. Woodcraft is the book that I'm reviewing this week. Woodcraft, Master the Art of Green Woodworking with Key Techniques and Inspiring Projects. And uh, it's all like, this book isn't sort of like, you know, about using saws and like old table saws and fucking reciprocating saws and that, that it's more hands-on 
Whittling, but also other kinds of tools too. Like I'm, I'm going back through some of the projects. I'm trying to remember. I should. I, it's funny. I use these little flags to note the the D, the um, portable press books, right? The bathroom readers to find articles and shit to go back to. I should start doing that with the books because I'll read through them. I go, oh, this is an interesting thing. And then of course, days of shit happens, and I and I have to start looking for it again in the book. But in true DK form, they don't just go, hey, here's a book about woodcraft. And then start going into like, okay, well, so these are the tools that you'll want. And then in order to craft, you're going to want to blah, blah. No, no, no. They, they don't get Hold on. Before we even start talking about woodcraft, why don't we talk about wood itself? So like I said, one of the things I absolutely love about all DK books is they don't, when we go back to the YouTube videos versus the documentary, I'm telling you right now, the DK books are the documentary. There have been a couple, like in all my time with DK, there have been a couple, and they're usually small, like children's books. No, well, not necessarily children's, but they're usually small kind of like little coffee table books. But I think there's been two in the entire time I've been reviewing DK stuff that I'm like, you know what? These felt like more like YouTube video than, than in depth. But I'm telling you, this is not as usual in all these nice big DK books. They go into a big section. The introduction is all about understanding wood itself, new wood and growth rates and things like that. What the difference is, you know, uh, sourcing green wood, um, storing the wood, like all these different things before it even gets into the first chapter of knife work. So there's all sorts of different projects in here. Um, I, I could go on forever because again, the detail is so vast, but what I love the most about this book is the imagery. The imagery is very, very spot on. Sometimes camera work on when you're working with something with your hands and multiple tools, they don't get the best angles in. So you can't really see what's going on. I'm looking at some of the things that just even the, how to make a toggle for like a, a string backpack, having like the wooden piece that you can pull right to strengthen or loosen just all of the different fucking, they've got design guides for everything. So there are a lot, a ton of products. I, one of the things I really liked watching them uh, make was they made like a little stool, like little seat and like chair and had a bevel. I'm just trying to find it here in the book so I can speak a little bit more intelligently on it because I'm not familiar with woodcraft, but I'll tell you after reading this book, I'm like, I would love to have these little projects. Crystal also, she's really big fan of like wood, wooden items and rustic sort of looking things because these are all handcrafted. I think that's the best way to describe what I was getting at earlier is the fact that all of these things, it's like handcrafted wood as opposed to, you know, industrialized things like that. So just looking at them, they, they make a pulled fiber brush. You guys got to fucking check this out online. Uh, it's so, so nice. Um, you know, making brooms and sticks like that, like, you know, basically like wicker type looking things, um, how to make a mallet, you know what I mean? How to make a, a handcraft, a wood mallet. And it shows you right from like the log using a hatchet to chip it down and, and make it nice. Ah, guys, I, this book's amazing. This book's amazing. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly am enjoying the, uh, the read, you know, it's funny. Cause I originally was going to give this, uh, well, I still am because I'm a good friend, <laughs> but I'm going to definitely sit down and borrow it from some, from some time or next time I go to next time, like it's Mika's birthday coming up, you know, a good friend of mine. I'm going to give him this book because he's wicked hands-on dude. And he's all about this stuff. Guys, just looking at how they drill the holes, you know, using the hand, uh, hand drills and everything like that for like the stool. I'm looking at it right now. Again, it blows my mind. And it's like, it's so rustic, so fucking cool looking. Um, this is like a summer project for me. Like I was, I was looking at the book and I'm like, I want to build stuff. I've, I've helped crystal in the past build past past build like little sort of wooden rustic, uh, props for her photography. And we've like designed them together and stuff like that. And I was thinking, oh, I want to start doing that again. Then when I started reading this book, I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta start doing it again. Like looking at the cooking spoons, handcrafted, uh, the, the, the seats, the benches, like even the toggle, man. I don't know. It just makes you like, I, I, with all the stuff I've been talking to, but like the anxiousness and stuff like that, like I could see just sitting on the back porch, listening to an audiobook, and fucking, you know, just working away on this stuff. So I know Mika's going to absolutely love this. So I'm giving it to him for his birthday. It just happened to be that this book came out and, and whatnot right at the right time. But uh, this is absolutely outstanding. I'm telling you right now, you can, you guys can know, go to DK.com or sorry. Yeah. DK.com slash CA in Canada, DK.com in the States, or just Google, uh, you know, DK books anywhere in the world. And you'll be able to get to their website. They always have some images of sort of what's going on in it. But I, I, I telling you guys another home run, another home run for anyone who's like DIY or looking for a new hobby. I have done whittling before. 
Um, I'm not ideal at it, but even just like the serving platter I'm looking at right now is fucking incredible, you know, and they show you the best part is they show you the design on the page, clear cut and not just like, Hey, this is what it should look like, but it'll show you the piece of wood, right? So it's like, you're looking at a two by four and then it's showing you the design of the piece inside. So the, here's what you're going to get out of this piece in uh, Stephen King's, the dark tower series. I've already told you how horrible that fucking movie was, but in the books, uh, Eddie, one of the characters in the books was, was, was a whittler. And he, he used to refer to when he was whittling, it wasn't so much about like carving a piece of wood into something. It was more about getting out what is already in the wood. So it's already in there and you need to, to get it out, to free it from in there. Right. And he, t- he refers to, you know, sometimes you can get really close, but you know, you know, you never get a hundred percent, but sometimes you get really close. You get almost all of it out of it is the, the way he referred to it. But that just kind of is what it reminds me of looking at the piece of wood and seeing the thing in the wood guys, you know, if I lost you, I'm sorry, but this, this is too incredible. And for all the people like more organic and green and stuff like that and sustainable, like, yeah, why fucking buy this shit when you can do a great little project, you know? So Zen, so Zen, in my opinion, looking at these serving trays and cutting boards and like little wooden, like I'm telling you, it shows you how to make your own fucking shrink pot. You know what I mean? A tiny little, I don't know. It's beautiful for anyone who's into rustic stuff. Like I know, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I might have to fucking just buy Mika his own copy of this and, and keep this one for myself. But, uh, it's really cool guys. I gotta tell you, this is something I want. I want to do more of this. I also want to learn how to knit too. I want to start making shit myself, you know, just that, that creative factor. I, I want to do that. It's even showing you how to hand make your own framing saw, you know, out of the wood. I, uh, I really, yeah, I remember seeing so many things. So many of them are just like base tools, just, and all of those little ideas that I've said, I'm not even halfway through the book, but like incredible, incredible. This, this fucking, uh, I don't know where you get the wicker thing from. You're probably gonna have to buy it yourself. There's a frame stool, but the top is like, is like kind of looks wrapped in like leather or something. So you can have to. You know, I, I still don't know where to get that. I remember seeing a couple of those things where it's like a few pieces are not quite, you know, but it is showing you how to do it yourself. You know, it's showing you how to weave it. So I don't know. Ah, guys, too gorgeous, too gorgeous. This book. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. Cause I, I do have to get on this conference call. Um, so woodcraft for my partners at dk.com. Um, slash CA in Canada. Um, guys, my partners, uh, portable press, absolute comedy, DK books. I appreciate all of you guys coming up this week. I've got two conference calls today, and then I'm going to get back to my writing and whatnot. I picked up some things from Staples last week to help, uh, with the comedy writing and, uh, and just motivation. So that's doing well too. Uh, this weekend on Friday, I'm going to be on trains doing some activations. I got something going on on uh, Saturday at Hope Beach Volleyball. Um, and then on Sunday, I might be checking out a show in Perth in terms of like checking out to, to do a show. I'm going to go scout the location. And then I got some, some two fucking overnight things going on before we talk next, like overnight from like 1am to 5am. So I'm going to learn, excuse me, learn more about that stuff as, uh, as time comes up. So, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, I'll tell you guys more about things that I have going on. I hope to, you know, happy to have more energy for you guys this week. Then previous weeks back on the good mic, looking to just pick up things. I've done, uh, still more work on the new podcast. I don't know if I mentioned that last week, but I'm working on a new podcast, getting things done for it. So very excited guys. I'm keeping busy with positives and, and, uh, important shit. Um, loving life right now, you know, who knows what's going to come in the future, but I, uh, at the moment I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. Got some uh, successes and some results to, to, you know keep me going. So, uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Sorry that this was late. My perfect streak of having something every morning when you wake up on a Wednesday is over, but nothing lasts forever. However, back with better energy, better audio quality, and lots of love for you guys. So I will talk to you next week. Don't do anything crazy. Love everything. I don't know if the fuck, what am I signing off like Jerry Springer? I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, wherever you are, I hope it's sun, sunshine, not too hot, not too cold. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Just take a look at us. Aren't we ridiculous? It's safe to say we've got no common sense. Just take a peek at us. The freaks on the minibus
just a bunch of nerves It's safe to say you're so much cooler than that So take your punch at us Your sticks 